You're listening to the Blitz and Pick 6 podcast on BaselineTimes.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Blitz and Pick 6 podcast. This is Chevy, your host for the episode today. You guys can find me at Baseline Chevy on the Twitter machine. And as always, please follow us at Baseline Times on Instagram and Twitter. www.baselinetimes.com is the home base. Today is an awesome episode. It is very special to me. And I'm glad that I can actually be here in this type of mood and this atmosphere to celebrate my team winning the Super Bowl. And not only just winning the Super Bowl, winning it with the greatest quarterback that ever played this game, Mr. Tom Brady. But to do that with me today is someone special. From that being said podcast with the Jarjor Brothers, the co-founder of TheSportsOnTap.com, George Jarjor. George, what's going on? Welcome, man. How are you, how are you feeling, bro? Are you feeling... Lucky number seven, buddy. I'm feeling pretty good, but I got to ask you, man, how are you feeling? Because, I mean, well, I'm glad you're awake, first of all. I'm sure you had a couple, uh, you had a fun yeah, time. Sure did. Still celebrating? Sh- sh- uh, I'm trying to showers still going on? I'm telling you, like, when you hit post 30 and recouping, you know, I, I'm 30, by the way, but most, right. most of my listeners know. But, yeah, man, I'm still recouping. But it was all well worth it. I'll tell you that, man. It, it was such a beautiful sight. Uh, it really is. I mean, I guess that whole post 30 thing, just real quick, I totally agree with that. I'm 33 now. <laughs> the one person who probably doesn't agree with it is the guy who, who hoisted his seventh Lombardi trophy, yes. Thomas Brady. Um, he doesn't feel hangovers, but he probably doesn't really drink much during the season. But if you did watch the parade today, he did look like he might have had a few cocktails. In I don't, I, it's, I, I'm speechless, dude. I can't, I don't know what to say anymore. Like, it, it was just great. It was awesome. I mean, to see Tom Brady come and do this for my team, for you know, from my perspective, and you know, people might have their differences. Well, it was the defense, but it's it's all good, man. You know, it, my team won. I, we're on the top of the world for once, and I, I gotta say, I, I got our, you know, the greatest quarterback in my opinion. And next year, he's still on my team. I I, I wouldn't say that in your opinion he's the greatest quarterback. I mean, if you if you have an argument <laughs> for why he's not the greatest quarterback of all time, then just just don't even present it because you're gonna make yourself look unintelligent really i mean there's really nothing you could really say at this point other than trying to be a hater to say that tom brady's not the greatest quarterback to ever play now if you want to say he's not the greatest football player to ever play because there's different positions okay i'll listen to that but as the quarterback position goes i think uh herm edwards said it best right i think you play to win the game and there's no one who does that quite like thomas brady facts facts i agree i agree well you know we'll we'll, uh touch a little bit on that that super bowl uh, 55 there, and uh, of course, if you live under a rock, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won Super Bowl 55 in <laughs> Tampa, uh, 31 to nine, and uh, Tom Brady hoisted his seventh Vince Lombardi Trophy. Um, also, we have he's a Super Bowl MVP, another MVP to add on. Likewise, um, a man that we we like as well. Uh, last year, that did the same thing, <clears throat> LeBron James. Um, but you know, you know what, let's, let's George, you know, while we're, we're going to yep. praise Tom and people are going to, Oh, well, you know, we don't like Tom. We'll, we'll take an objective approach at this here. We'll talk about the we'll, Super Bowl. Hey, we'll try to take an objective approach here, man. I, we'll I think, try. I think me being this Tom Brady, maybe sicko fan and you being, <laughs> you being, uh, from Tampa and also a Tom Brady fan or from Orlando near the Tampa area, at least it's Buccaneers yeah. fan. It's hard to be objective Absolutely. here, but you know, I've only been on record of calling Tom Brady the greatest American to ever step 
foot in the United States. So, <laughs> so I might be a little biased, but uh, I think it's all factual. It, it is, man. Um, yeah, absolutely. And uh, at the end of the show, we're, we're going to do a, a, one of my favorite segments after every season wraps up in major sports called receipts. So we're going to yep. <laughs> pull some receipts. I, I love this. I love that segment, man. But um, yeah, man. So Super Bowl 55 in the books here. Uh, obviously, just really quick, man. Just touch on it here. Uh, for me personally, you know, obviously a Bucks fan, I take off the Buccaneers goggles. I said one thing, you know, George, last week on the same mm-hmm. exact podcast. I said, objectively, look, if we're looking at these two teams, and in agreement, I had two of my other guys on the show, you know, shout out uh, to Adam and Mitch. They, we all three agreed, and three of us agreed that they're evenly matched in a sense, right? But if, for me, if there's a difference maker, odds are it falls with the Tampa Bay defense. I mean, like, right. so if you're going to put your money on a team and agree that offensively, like, they're, they're kind of equal and you just don't know, for me, defense wins championships. So the money goes to the, and tip the hat to, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers without being objective. I'm sorry, being objective without being biased. <laughs> Generally in football, it's how I would bet. I just don't understand what people. I get it. It's Patrick Mahomes. And not to, I'm not knocking Patrick Mahomes on this episode, by the way. I, I love Patrick Mahomes. I love he's going to be the face. He should be the face. But he, he made some throws falling down that were unbelievable, hitting wide receivers in the face mask. Like he played for the amount of pressure that Patrick Mahomes had there. I mean, he, he played pretty good. And, and there's clips of Mike Evans and Godwin uh, on the sidelines just watching him in amazement. And yeah, saying he's he was, unreal. He was magical. Yeah, it's just cool to see that too, you know. But let's talk about, the, obviously, we'll talk about the game itself, you know, mm-hmm. before we talk about Tom here. The, the defense, anything that shocked. Because you know what? You had a post before the Super Bowl. I think a couple of days you said that mm-hmm. <laughs> the Buccaneers will smoke, quote unquote, smoke mm-hmm. the Chiefs. What, what, what was your analysis? Why would you say smoke? Well, the reason I used the word smoke there was because I was smoking a hookah. And it, and, and it seemed like a good, good uh, play on words, pun intended there, while I was smoking. But I did believe what I was saying, too, because I kind of wanted to put a post up to emulate that. I really thought that this was going to be a mismatch and the Buccaneers were going to win this game handedly. You know, the offensive line, the Chiefs had their left tackle out and their right tackle yeah. out. And being a fan, uh, as much as I love Tom Brady and I root for him, I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan from Seattle. And for years now, I've watched Russell Wilson run around with no protection against good defensive lines, mainly the Los Angeles Rams and Aaron Donald. And when I, when, when the Chiefs have two, their left tackle out, right tackle out, and they're starting, I think, left or right guard from, er, from earlier in the season, so they're on their backup already. So three out of their five starting offensive linemen out against a defensive front and a defense that Tampa Bay has, I was like, there is no, who, how is Patrick Mahomes, with this, without being just an absolute superhero, going to be able to move the ball on this defense? And I noticed also earlier in the season, um, I mean, the the Chiefs won every single game except one, and that was against the Las Vegas, don't call me Oakland Raiders. And they, how did they beat them? They had the formula. Don't blitz, drop back, and try to get your defensive line to put pressure on Patrick Mahomes. And Todd Bowles followed that blueprint. I think you said they blitzed four times in the whole game? I believe so. Yeah, yeah four, four times a whole entire game, drop back in coverage, and the defensive line for Tampa Bay just literally demolished and put an ass whooping on that offensive line of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, I saw a stat ran for four hundred and seventy nine yards yep. scrambling. 
scrambling away. So that that was my analysis before the game. Um, sometimes you have your analysis before the games and you turn out to be an idiot. And it, and sometimes it kind of works out exactly the way you said it does. And those times feel good because you, you know, uh, I'm a gambling man and I put my money where my mouth yeah. was. And, you know, uh, I lined up my pockets before losing a lot of the money I made yesterday on the Boston Celtics to upset the Utah Jazz. So, <laughs> so, so I had what? So that's what happened. Sometimes you get you get smoked the next day. So it, 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 that was yeah. my analysis and it ended up working out. And, you know, like you said, no disrespect to Patrick Mahomes at all. Absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I got to agree with that. I mean, you, you look at it again, the tipping point for me to make it this even if I could try I, and I can't for me as a Bucks fan, I can't objectively try. But at any Super Bowl, I, I look at the better defense, even when, you know, the, Tom went up against that Philadelphia defense a few years ago. I, I honestly didn't want to put money on Tom and I didn't put money at, at all in the game because I said, you know what, if I put money on Philly, Tom's come back and, and bite my ass. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not I'm not going to put you know what, Tom, you know what, I'm gonna sit back and just watch you do your thing. You win, you win, you lose, you lose. And he sure enough lost, right? Obviously, the defense came up big in that game. So I think, you, you know, for me, as an objective NFL fan, you obviously kind of side with the defense. And again, nothing against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that, that was my analysis. I was wrong, though, because I obviously thought it was going to be a little bit closer of a game. I predicted a 31-23 score. Obviously, Patrick. So the offense, is, they, they had to at least score a touchdown. I mean, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Nothing. You know, it, Nothing. No that touchdowns. Was, That's the craziest part, really. If the, you think about that it. is, I, I, I don't have any words for that. I, I don't know how to explain it. The defense was too damn good. Um, uh, you know, a couple guys shout out, you know, Devin White, uh, you know, uh, Winfield Jr., uh, those are some of the guys all season long that I've just grown to like on that defense. And they, they're just coming up with big plays, big, awesome plays, man. And Absolutely. then that front line, man. And the Ottoman Sue coming out looking like a few years ago. Uh, JPP, I mean, just veteran guys like that, too. JPP's on the front Vita line. Bay. Uh, Vita Bay comes back. In you know, he comes back in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> injury. I mean, he's a University of Washington product. Shout out to my uh, alma mater. And uh, the, I mean, the guy's a monster. You can't run against him. Just oh, oh, holistically, when you look at the NFL, because, you know, we, we kind of didn't plan to talk about this, but I kind of want to just throw it in here for you real quick. Obviously, Russell Wilson is very vocal these last couple of days, man, speaking of a, being a, a Seahawks fan. And um, do, do you think Ooh. there's like a method to this madness here where this can't go on any longer, where guys are who are mobile, you can't just assume that they'll be okay with whatever front line you put out there? Yeah, I mean, I guess at the end of it, man, it's a good question. Like, I... First of all, I, I'm a big Russell Wilson fan, but I, as much, I try to be, uh, as you say, uh, not biased as much as possible. And the guy is kind of gotten away from what he, what he stands for, right? He's been, he, I mean, the reason he was got so good was that humble nature, that hard work, that put your head down mentality. Now I feel like the guy's kind of, uh, gone a little Hollywood on us to be completely honest. Uh, you know, he has no, no offense to Sierra. She seems, I mean, I, I would go after Sierra too if she was available and <laughs> she wanted to go after me. But he kind of feels, he kind of feels like a larger than life figure, not really as humble anymore, not team first anymore. I mean, he even like starting, you know, there was a big saying in Seattle about the whole entire, uh, you know, let, let Russ cook, letting him, you know, yeah. You know, 
cook, basically. I mean, anyone who listens to the sports podcast knows what that means. And um, he went and started a cookbook called Let Russ Cook and during the middle of the season. And it's like, Russ, like this is not you. And I have no problem with yeah. that. But it's just I, I, I don't feel like it, either he wasn't authentic before or he wasn't he's not being authentic now. Now, and I mean, yeah. I've, and I've had some interactions with Russ per, on a personal level. I, I don't know. I think the Russ we're seeing right now is the true Russ, not the one where we saw that look like a choir boy, just to say the mm. least. From my okay. few personal yeah. interactions with him, which were all nice. Don't get me wrong; he's a nice guy, but he's not. Uh, he's not the humble go. Oh, uh, uh, Chucks, type, you know, lucky uh, guy that you see. He's not a uh, Chucks guy. He he's a pretty. He has some swag, and he's kind of letting his show now. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, when, when it comes to that, too, it's, it's guys like him. Because you have Lamar, you have Russ, you have Deshaun Watson. Uh, you know, you got, you got Patrick Mahomes, obviously, that are mobile. And right. when they're mobile, they can do great things being mobile. Um, and it's funny, he comes out and says that, especially, I think, a little... It was a day... It was a Monday or Tuesday he came out and said Monday, that. Right Monday, I believe. Ball. Right after the day yeah, after I think the was, yeah. It's funny he comes and says that because we just we're what's fresh in our minds and we're seeing clips over and over Monday morning on major media is Patrick Mahomes just scrambling around. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, by the way, guys, I want to get into this to show you, like, yeah, we need to be protected more. We can't be hit like this. And it's like, well, you know, I, for me, I just don't think it's a, a sustainable formula. In oh, the it's NFL. not. It's definitely not. It, it can't be because I think it's it's obviously shown a lot in this season. Um, and you know, not to, you know, fault it, Pat, it's Patrick's fault that one of his, you know, offensive linemen went down, but, and they kind of had to shift around there, but it's not his fault that that happened at the same time though. I just don't think, cause you obviously see defenses can create the formula. Like John Gruden kind of saw that, uh, ironically now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just perfected it in the, in the, at the right time. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and looking at how, like you look at a guy like Tom Brady, right. And, and Patrick Mahomes this season. Let's just say Patrick Mahomes did a lot of running around, right? Patrick Mahomes did a lot of running around, and he threw for 4,740 yards, 38 touchdowns, <laughs> six interceptions. Video game rating of 108. Numbers. Yeah, and a 66% uh, completion rate, right? You want to know what Tom did? He, he kind of just sat around in the pocket all, all season long. But, yep. but he threw 65% of his passes he completed. He threw 4,633 yards this season, 40 touchdowns. 12 interceptions and 102 passer rating. Um, I, I mean, it, it just proves that, like, at some point, like, you, you structure your team well. Uh, you, you don't have to go that direction and run around. It can, it can work if you can kind of stay in the pocket. So, for me, in a defense of Russ, though, to be honest with you, man, I feel like Russ kind of has a point. Like, hey, give Yo, me some protection. Does. Let me kind of just hang around. And, and throw um, darts in the happen. pocket. Yeah, you know, I, yep. you made a good point here, and, and I, I kind of uh... – you know, I guess this is maybe just switching up the narrative a little bit here, but I want to kind of make it up to like back to basketball for a second. And I've been saying yeah. this for many years where everyone tried to copy the Golden State Warriors and become a three point shooting team and only rely on the three pointer to win championships. And the only team that's really done it and won a championship is the Golden State Warriors. Now, how does that connect back to football? I feel like so many teams have been trying to only go with that mobile quarterback route, and we just keep seeing mm -hmm. over and over again that unless you have a guy like Steph Curry who is a one-of-a-kind shooter, you're not going to win a championship shooting threes. Unless you Absolutely. have a one-of-a-kind quarterback like Patrick Mahomes who won the Super Bowl last year, I think we're, we've gone maybe too far away from the 
pocket passing, throw darts up the middle quarterback and saying, hey, we need a scrambling quarterback because it's fun and fancy and it's a Ferrari. Well, no, maybe yeah. maybe the pocket quarterback is still the most conventional and good way to go. Yeah, and, and then at the same time, you know, if you want to pitch it that Tom just had an amazing defense this year, yeah, sure, but it's not like he, again, if, if Patrick Mahomes is the bar, right, if we're talking about Patrick Mahomes being the face of the NFL, the best player, the best quarterback in the league, Tom Brady just didn't have that, you know, bad of a season at all then. No, <laughs> I mean, no. He, he really did. Not. He threw two more touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he threw a few more interceptions, but he was right behind Patrick Mahomes. Are, are people, I know it's on paper, but I mean, are, you know, are people not seeing this? People not watching it? That That's, you know, I'm not saying that's why, you know, the, the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl, but it's. No, it's that people don't want to see it, man. You, we, we talked about some of this. It was the haters. They don't want to see it. They wanted to see Brady washed up. They wanted to see Brady not get yes. it done. That's what they wanted to see. So when you see something that, you know, uh, doesn't fit your narrative, you're going to be a little bit more quiet about it. I mean, the guy who's tweeting that, man, Tom Brady's washed up. Bill Belichick's really going to mm-hmm. be the one getting the last laugh. And when they see this, they're not going to go on Twitter and be like, ah, ha, 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 I was wrong. None of us do it. I mean, as much as, you know. I mean, you are some hum- humble folks here, but I mean, I don't <laughs> usually go on Twitter and just say, hey, guys, just to let you all know I was wrong yesterday about about my take. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. And and then you, I, I love the uh, speak of the watch thing. I love how LeBron just kind of compliments him along the way this entire season. Oh, you know, I know. Washed, washed king. You know, it's just like, you know, it's just it's just a tandem that you and I personally love. I'm sure there's people like us out there as well, but Yo, there's a, a lot, there's a lot of, the, there's a lot of guys who feel like us, but you know, a lot, yeah. there's a lot of people who feel the other way. Cause they want to hate. And hey. you know, like it's, it's just like, I know there's a lot of old Peyton Manning fans. And I said this earlier too, about LeBron versus Jordan. You could like pizza and hamburgers. You can like them both and just enjoy, enjoy the greatness. Exactly. Hey, let me talk. Let's talk about the, uh, this, the weekend, man. Let's talk about the weekend. Did you like him? Did you like the show? I mean, it, I, I, I don't know if you saw Larry Johnson on Twitter, the former Chiefs running back. Did you see this story? Yes. Yeah, well, he thought yes. it was a satanic ritual. And I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I don't believe it was a satanic ritual. Um, I enjoyed all the spectacle and the memes that we're going to get from him. I like the weekend, too. But uh, let's just say that uh, halftime was a lot of uh, my like getting excited that Tom Brady is about to win a Super Bowl, and I didn't pay yeah. as much attention as I usually do because I was so excited. But it was entertaining. I loved the weekend. What What did you think? Yeah, I, I feel the same way. So I, you know, I attended a, a Super Bowl party locally with a, a friend of ours who threw a party, and um, you know, just just being excited, just just talking talking my junk to everybody and say, yeah, I told you guys. Um, I, that's so how that, I felt. That consumed me. <laughs> That consumed me a little bit. Um, I caught like maybe the first two, three minutes of the show. And then um, from there, I got to see the part where he was like kind of like the camera was really close up and he was just kind of like duck, ducking and dodging the camera. Yeah, so yeah, I saw that part. Meme, it's the meme of... I understand smart. the meme, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes, That's where exactly. I am too. So, uh, <laughs> I understand the meme. Um, but I, I yeah, the, the tail end of the show, I just got too consumed and, and, and everything else. I'm been excited. But I, I thought... You know, for him to really commit, and and also I know I understand he put about seven million dollars into the show, which is remarkable. I think you know, it is. I think the the visuals were good. It was it was pretty impressive. Um, you know, it kind of and it's cool because I think he wanted to really keep a, a theme and have control of that, um, based on whatever story he was trying to tell and accomplish. So 
Um, I will say, you know, he's going on tour next year, so and he's coming to Orlando. So I think I'll, I think I'll go spend the bucks for that. I think I'll honor the weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see people going back on tour too. I mean, I'm I'm excited for that just to be able to go back yeah. to like public events at some point. I actually got my vaccine yesterday. Fun fact for all those listening. Nice my first dose. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you guys about five hours after you take it, you feel a little drunk, like you're kind of high. So it was kind of fun. I was like, I was like, kind of sitting there, like I didn't have anything to drink tonight. Why do I feel kind of drunk? So that, that was, or I was just high on Tom Brady still. Either one. Yeah, it could be that too. I'm still coming down for that. I'll tell you that, man. So, but no, it was a great show. I actually usually enjoy the halftime shows a lot. But usually, what happens like this year was a little more quiet because of COVID. We didn't have like a yeah. party or anything. So usually, it's just like at halftime, everyone's sitting around. You put the music. You're having fun. This year was kind of quiet. We had like. I had one friend over and my brother, of course, and you know my parents. Right. My parents watched with my parents too, so it wasn't like we had a big party. So it just kind of felt weird. But you know, the weekend, as you say, you put seven million dollars into that. He's probably going to make a little more than seven million dollars off of brand recognition from that. I mean, every single exactly. household in America saw him, so that's all's good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, just looking at some of the photos and pictures from like a distance in the stadiums, seeing some of these regular folks being allowed to go, you know, shout out to the Bucks and the NFL for allowing a lot of the frontline workers, especially in Tampa, to attend. Um, that was a cool experience to see that because, but he looks so small because it's just one part of the stadium where he was at instead of like holistically on the field. So Absolutely. obviously COVID has kind of changed it. So you know, I've been saying beyond that, I think the, the camera crew did a great job. We'll, we'll say that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it was it was a good show, man. I, I enjoyed it. Um, but it was it was obviously a great Super Bowl because of, you know, the obvious reasons that we have just spoken about. Um, but Mr. Tom has hoisted seven of these things now. Uh, we'll, we'll kind of just piggybacking off some of your, your recent content, man. By the way, go ahead and plug your, your Twitter, man. Tell the people where to find you guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks, man. Uh, so my Twitter is George, G-E-R-G-E on tap. Uh you can find me on Twitter and Instagram there. I've been doing a lot of, a lot more uh, fun content on uh, Instagram lately. You have. I'm, I'm smoking a hookah. Whenever I have a hookah, I just kind of give a little sports take and make it into a reel, and I think it's hilarious. Like maybe one day I'll be known as a hookah sports guy or some shit like that. I think it's funny. My my mom seems to really like it. <laughs> well, that's good because I, I mean I've enjoyed it too. I'm like, look at this guy. The, hey, look, if if I wasn't a Buccaneers fan, I'd be kind of mad at you, but. You're on my side, man. So I was rooting for you all the way. I said, this guy said, hey, we're going to smoke the buck. Uh, excuse me. The Buccaneers are going to smoke the Chiefs, man. This Super Bowl. So this is beautiful content. Yeah, definitely uh, go ahead and give him a, give, uh, give George, give George a follow, man. This is, it's good content. I like it. Thank you, my uh, man. But yeah, we, you had something where you, you recently put out um, that you obviously talk about Tom, his legacy and where he ranks basically. Uh, is it the best American athlete? Is it the best American uh, team athlete? Yeah. Uh, where, because I know you had a breakdown of individual uh, sports. And the goats of those recently. Yes, I did. I actually did both. So I did one day, I did the, you know, team sport goat athletes where I had Jordan, Brady, Babe Ruth, and Wayne Gretzky. Uh, LeBron's just outside that top five. But it did, like I said, you can like pizza and hamburgers or top four. And uh, for individuals, I think I had Serena, Tiger Woods, Muhammad Ali, and I am space. Oh, and Michael Phelps, right? And I think Tom Brady is the greatest team sport athlete of all time. I mean, yeah, it's a quarterback position. It's not like basketball where you play offense and defense, but just the, I think the quarterback position is the hardest position to play in team sports. And for him to do what he's done for as long as he's done now in what, three different decades? You, I, I don't know if I, at the age of 43, I don't know if I could argue for or anyone else. I mean, 
him and LeBron are the only two people who are able to go from system to system now and bring championships and turn around a culture with a snap of a finger. So I have to give Tom Brady. Jordan went to the Wizards. I mean, I actually think he played well enough to add to his legacy, not detract, but they didn't win a championship. Tom Brady has done something no one I think will ever do again. And I don't know if you agree with me with that, but I have a very interesting question for you uh, afterwards. But I want to know what you think. Is he the greatest? So, yeah, for me, you know, when it comes to team sports, I, I, would, say, I would say yes for now. Absolutely. I, I don't think, you know, when you, when you have that ratio of going 7 of 10, I mean, I love LeBron James. I do, man. I really do. But when you go 7 of 10, you're 43 years old. And, you know, you know, obviously LeBron can get to that point of eventually. Course. And we can have that conversation <laughs> maybe, you know, a few years from now. I think we, we might as well. We might if it keeps going like this. Seven years from now, we might be having that conversation. Yeah. But, yeah, exactly. And so I got to because that ratio was great. Um, yeah, you know, it trickles in the whole spy gate, the deflate gate, the, the whole Bill Belichick and, and the cheating scandals. And, um, you know, they talk about the tuck rule. I mean, a lot of these things are just so opinionated, objective. You know, if you look at a, look at a lot of this stuff objectively, um, it, you know, it, to me, it, in my opinion, it doesn't derail his legacy. It, you can't. It is nothing that pins that says, yes, there was a certain things that just gave him an unfair advantage entirely. because. At the end of the day, you still got to go out and perform. You still got to go out and throw the ball, play under the weather conditions. I, I you still got to do that, man. You still you have to. I, I'm I'm not one that knows how to prepare for a football game, but I understand there's a lot of pre- preparation. There's so many like this uh, whole you know COVID situation has has me understanding like how much preparation, how much equipment, how much team management, and like everyone has a coach for this and that. It's dude, you you have to put all that into sync to be so great oh, and absolutely. consistently do it over over and again. Like you know, so. He did it without a preseason. <laughs> right. And it's, that's something to get into. You know, again, it's like no OTAs, no preseason, no training camp. How you, you know, no one's really focusing on like this conversation, like this year, I think. I think the haters will be quiet about it when we, when we mention that. But like, oh, well, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Okay, whatever. But to him to kind of get to this point, man, he's rightfully earned that crown, you know, the best, the best in, in American sports so far in team sports. Um, and especially, you know, I think I, I agree with you, the quarterback position, too, by, by the way, I think mm-hmm. it's such the most important, unique position in American sports that y- you have 32 teams any given Sunday. And right. if you have the right guy at the helm, your team's going to be successful. He goes down and your team can be shit for years. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. at, at that point, you look at the guy who drew, drew Brees, right? Like drew Brees has kept the New Orleans saying it's afloat for years and years and years. And it's finally as he looks to fizzle out and, and you know, leave the field looking back one last time, man. Um, you know, it, it looks like it's over for him almost. He hasn't officially announced that. But you see how important like a guy like him is to a franchise. Oh, absolutely, man. And it's that's why I have to give it to him. And it kind of makes me pose this question since we're talking about quarterbacks. And I, I've been what I me and my brother discussed this on our podcast, uh pod that on all major platforms, but uh one thing is this okay so i was thinking what are the most improbable records that could ever be broken in sports so i tried to like find like three or four of them where i was like there's nothing that could be broken and i came up with joe dimaggio's 56 game hit streak just like the pressure by game 50 would be so hard cal ripkin jr playing what 2900 straight games i think that's like 18 seasons in a row playing 162 games without taking a day off and Tom, yeah. Tom Brady's seven Super Bowls or Will Chamberlain's 100-point game? 
Mm. I mean, but again, the the buy, I, buyers or not, I mean, but seven seven takes a lot of work, man. I know that's how I feel too. And it's all most seven of those takes are a lot like of work. most of those are seasoned, right? Fifty six game hit streak, hundred point game can happen in one night. But I guess the Cal Ripken streak of like nineteen straight seasons without missing a game, and Tom Brady's seven Super Bowls are all about yeah. dedication, long Top work, rank, and consistency. Yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I, it, it's just create something that no one's ever done and would be very hard. I guess if you look at it from Tom's perspective, it's like, hey, I'm going to do this and no one else is going to be able to do it. And if they do it, congratulations. But it's going to be a hard, tall task for you, buddy. I I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think those, which one would you say is going to be the least likely to be broken? Uh, Least likely. Um, Man. Ah, man. Least likely right now in this current era, I think, the way that baseball is going, yep. I, I think that's it, it is possible for for something like that for baseballs. So I'm gonna go with Tom. I just think that the way that the, the football is because yeah, they're protecting the quarterbacks, but it's just like a greater chance of something happening to a quarterback and putting and knocking them out. You know, and you, we've seen quarterbacks injured over the years. You know, uh, you look at a guy like Ben Roethlisberger. He's he's gotten hurt a few times, and he you know although he's kind of re- recouped from it, he's not the same. You know, so that that's always potential of happening. Oh, absolutely. And uh, who knows? Maybe Brady gets eight. <laughs> he might get his eighth. Yeah, look, man, you know what? I'm not even ready to talk about next year because I'm still soaking all this in. This is all surreal, but we, we could have a conversation about that, dude, too. I, I mean, <laughs> what? that's the that's the beautiful thing because we talked about LeBron, you know, winning last year. And now he LeBron looks like he can easily repeat, right? <laughs> it's just like, come on, guys, you're getting older. Don't you just want to chill with your family? Drink some wine? I mean, at some <laughs> like, point, that's what you think. But, like, I guess not. I don't know, man. It's uh, it's unbelievable. I I know how happy you are, and I just echo that sentiment, man. <laughs> I, it's just like, because I think me and you, and I, I notice a lot from, you know, your content and from social media, you're not a guy who hates. You love great things. Uh, exactly. Because I want to be great, man. I want to be great. Course. I want to know what do you do. What's your mindset? What do you think about? To me, you have like, and let's just say what it is. Because I'll ask you a question. It's to me, it's like a good mental, quote unquote, good mental illness. Right. LeBron and Tom of our era, right? We've grown up to see them. Now, again, I'm not making this a comparison or not against Michael. We we have our respects to pay to Michael, MJ, Michael Jordan. He, he dominated a decade with one system, Phil Jackson and the Chicago Bulls. He was right. in and out. Two seasons in and out, or season and a half, whatever you want to call it. Still came back to play with Scottie Pippen. Still came back to play with some great players. Picked up uh, Dennis Rodman on the way, right for the second mm-hmm. uh, half of his his uh, three peat. But, but the core was still Pippen. Pippen was still his Robin. It's yeah, it, was, it still was. But for me, I have a preference. I, I would like to live the Tom and LeBron life because again, you prove you're the system, mm-hmm. and you prove that you are greater in value. Than everybody that has came before you in this and in, in your respective leagues, because now you can go anywhere and win a championship. I mean, LeBron's won a championship with three different franchises and three uh, NBA Finals MVPs with three franchises. And last year, everyone was like, <laughs> like "Could Kawhi Leonard become the first player to like?" And no one, everyone like ignored LeBron James. Like he was standing there, like, like, uh, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Like yeah, I like I don't get like I said. I've always I, for me, I've always wanted to be, be in control of my destiny if I can. If if you if I can put a million dollars tomorrow in my pocket, George, and I can do that by any kind of legal channel of life, or maybe tomorrow you want me to go on Fair Factor, 
Yeah. Or win the lotto. You're telling me I'm going to win the lotto tomorrow with these numbers? Okay, cool. Let's go. Let's go get it. Sign me up. That's the. I'm there to hustle. Yep. I want to be great, and I, I want to find out how we can get this million dollars and control my destiny of life, right? Absolutely. And that's kind of like with Tom and LeBron. It's just like, hey, like, I can be a brand. I, you know, yeah, Nike, Under Armour, like, they're the brand. I represent them. But guess what? Nike and Under Armour, I'm, I'm the one that's going to be the brand here, okay? You're going to be second to me. And I'm going to do this by going to different teams, different systems, different coaches, different players. And then on top of that, man, what I love about the experience is that seeing the guys, the young guys on Instagram live from the Buccaneers just, just gloating and, and loving the fact that Tom is next to them in the locker room. Um, and just they're all from different backgrounds, different parts of the city, different di- – they're such a diverse group of guys. They really you know? are. Um, and, it's, and I think in a time and era like we are in now to see – you know, to see that, to see that guys can get together of all different backgrounds and races and really do this and be a part of a system just for and accomplish one thing and just to be great and for Tom Brady to lead that. I like that aspect of sports and that's why we're so big. We're such big fans. So that's, that's more, mm-hmm. that's how I would be. You know, I would pick that over going six and oh in the NBA finals over six, you know, of the, uh, you know, six uh, rings next to one, you know, Scottie Pippen, not to knock it. I mean, I think it's a great accomplishment, but I mean, when you can talk about being relevant over three decades, man, versus one decade. Yeah, they're they're completely different accomplishments too, and you make a good point there. I one thing I would say, I think Michael Jordan had a little more fun off the off the court, if you know what I mean. Um, during his time, he uh, seems like he likes a, good, a couple extra cocktails than Tom Brady and LeBron James combined, <laughs> and some cigars. And uh, I think that I think that kind of contributed him to only playing as long as he did, and kind of. You know, not having that prolonged twenty-year career like Carl Malone, for example, but that's fine. You know, you you, you have your cake and eat it too. But I agree with you. Uh, there, look, there is something different about the communal aspect of Tom Brady and LeBron James that make them more similar than Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, like you said, was a system guy. Michael Jordan was a Michael Jordan guy. Uh, I wouldn't call him a giver. Right. I mean, even from the way mm-hmm. he played basketball was more offensive, not as much. He's a good passer, good enough, but not it's not like LeBron. LeBron, like you said, he can jump from to from Cleveland to Miami and bring Dwayne Wade and open arms, embrace Tom Brady can go to uh, Tampa. Hey, come on, Antonio Brown. Come Leonard Fournette. Hey, come out of retirement, Gronk. Gronk Do, yeah. Yeah. LeBron, same thing. Oh, I'm going to L.A. Yo, yo, let's get Anthony Davis here. Let's give him the ball. Let's make him the focal point of the offense. Those are their personalities. They're more communal. They're more givers. Michael Jordan wasn't. Now, right. does that make him better or worse? No, it makes him different, absolutely. And it depends, like you said. Me, personally, as a human being, I'm with you. What would I rather be? Would I rather be a taker, taker, taker? Or would I rather be communal and be like LeBron and uh, Brady where I can go to different systems and I can bring people and I can embrace you know, teamwork and, and uh, hey, come over here with open arms? Yeah, I'd rather be that as a human being. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I think what, why, and I love that you said that, man, as a human being, because for me, it, it's such a bigger picture than just, oh, you guys like sports, or you're a sports fan, and that's all you care about, and these athletes, they make millions of dollars. It's like, no, like, they're actually, these are two guys who are givers. They are giving opportunities to other guys, too, in that locker room, and, and kind of spreading that knowledge of, of, hey, this is how you work hard. Exactly. This is how you become successful, and also... Go and do something with it. Just don't win a championship ring and that's it. You know, one and done. It's like, no, we're going to do this over and over again. Because, yeah, how many times have guys, especially in the NFL and the Super Bowl, you don't, a lot of guys don't get that opportunity. No, not you know? many at all. Think, but, think how many guys saw the Super Bowl because of Tom. 
Oh my God! I mean, <laughs> we got ten different seasons now to say yeah. got to the Super Bowl seven one. Exactly. But you know, I also wonder sometimes. Like I, I know we said we said all that, but at the same time, I wonder if social media. And I just thought of this now. We're getting into a little bit of a deep conversation now. I wonder <laughs> if social media enables people like Tom Brady and LeBron James and this culture in general and our generation in general mm. to be more open. If Michael Jordan played in the two thousand and there was tw- Twitter and there was Instagram and there was this community aspect where you know it seems like everyone is interconnected now maybe he would have been open-armed but the 90s was different than today and now it's way more open we're all on twitter we're all on instagram we're all communicating we all like right like our life is especially athletes their life is an open book in front of millions of people and it can they're so accessible by one tweet that's true that's a good that's a good perspective and i think yeah that's a that's something that's something good to ask yeah, LeBron we, we obviously we don't have we, the, we, we don't have the answer. Yeah. We're never going to have the answer because we can't put Jordan in a time machine. But I just wonder sometimes, like it's a different era, right? I mean, who who knows? Maybe Jordan would have been the nicest guy ever, and he's like, "Hey, we're going to play with Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, John Stockton, Gary Payton, and Sean Kemp, and Scottie Pippen on the Chicago Bulls." I don't know. Oh, <laughs> that's a really good perspective, and that, that's something that actually you know the segue into this question is talking about ring number seven. How important is it? Is it the best ring that Tom Brady has won? Um, and I think that is it the toughest. Ooh, if we, if we were to ask, you know, like to ask you, Georgie, if you think it's the toughest, but I don't think that you and I can answer that straight up. You know, I think Tom is the one that that can answer that. You know, is this your toughest ring? Again, we talked about no OTAs, no training camps, no preseason. You come in the week one and you have to face Drew Brees, who's getting Michael Thomas back, Al, you know, Alvin Kamara, uh, a very good offense. You go down against them, can't come back and win the game. Then you get mollywopped by them a few weeks later, weeks later. Um, you COVID. know, it, it COVID, you know, putting things, you know, it wasn't uncertainty with that. And then, uh, you know, at times it just didn't look like he was connecting with some of the re- receivers. Then you get Antonio Brown midseason and you're trying to throw down the, the ball down the field to him and you're, you're missing him. Um, and, you know, a lot of people, Brady can't throw or, you know, it's, he just can't throw the long ball. Is he's just he's just washed. <laughs> I know. I heard I know. it all. Right. We're gonna get into this in our receipt uh, session, but you know, we we think about uh, the season where he did come back. Uh, you know, in 2016. So he spent the first four games suspended. Um, couldn't play the game. You know, obviously, yeah, you should be fresh. You know, coming into that season after the four game suspension. But that was the Super Bowl where he came back down 28 to three against the Atlanta Falcons. Oh my god! Yeah, that might have been the hardest Super Bowl game to win. That's true, but. Man, I don't know. I, we did talk about this, um, me, and, me and Sammy, and it's like, number one, um, I think his most important Super Bowl was the one against the Seattle Seahawks because there was 11 years between um, Super Bowl wins, be- between his like third Super Bowl and fourth Super Bowl, and then he had lost twice to the Giants, and that would have made him 3-3 three and three in Super Bowls. It kind of put him over the top. It's like, oh, my God, he just got his fourth. They got over the hump. It kind of springboarded the next two of them, I believe, even though it was against my Seahawks. I think if he looks back, yeah, the first one means something special, but I think he was wide-eyed and kind of naive at that point. I mean, he wasn't even the starter at the beginning of a season. So I think if, if you were to rank Super Bowl importances, I think he put this number two. Uh, yeah, I, I can agree with that. Absolutely. I mean, I can tack on too. You know, I mean, he, he went through Drew Brees, arguably Aaron Rodgers in an, an official MVP season that Aaron Rodgers yep. won the MVP. In Lambeau, he went through and 20 degree weather did that. Um, and then uh, if you look at, he, 
it, it really wasn't him, but his defense. And, you know, he, he played a solid game against, yep. you know, the, the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Um, I mean, he just went to an area in a franchise, a part of the NFL that just needed a leader. And it, it, we were struggling with Jameis Winston, who wasn't a leader. He As much as he wanted to be, he just couldn't lead correctly. And you obviously bring in a guy like Tom Brady. And, and according to, like, an L.A. Um, Times piece they, they did with Bruce Arians recently, uh, I think Monday or Tuesday they released it, you know, Bruce Arians was like, hey, you know, I, I'm trying to sell Tom, and I couldn't. Like, Tom was already – he knew every single play on the roster. And that's you know, amazing. I'm trying to sell him on it. And it's just – he knew what he was coming into. And it's just amazing that Tom took the time and, and did the research. And he obviously, a little bad blood there uh, with, with his uh, former head coach, Bill Belichick. I mean, just segueing into that too, man. Yep. Um, <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, a couple of things. Uh, at some point, Bruce Arians uh, mentioned about a month ago – that he he lets Tom do his thing, you know. He's yep. let him let him call the plays, you know, and something he's never been able to do. We have some control. Then Danny Amendola comes out and says Tom's the Patriot way. <laughs> like Jesus. everyone's just shitting on Bill Belichick. I feel, at this point, I feel a little bad for him because he's still, he's still the great, I, I still think he's the greatest coach of all time. I agree. But what do you think? Like, do you think he was happy, or do you think he was absolutely furious about the Super Bowl? <sighs> I mean, it's crazy because, you know, I even got a comment recently over the last couple of days. That, man, Tom looks so much more happy. Even after today, you know, he's over there celebrating. He's like, man, he's celebrating like never before. Like, he just looks happier. There's <laughs> also sunshine like, in, in Florida. Let's not forget yeah, that. I mean, that would make anyone happier. Yeah, he's out here in some shorts and a t-shirt and like 80 degree weather. I'm happy with that. I was happy yesterday because I can walk outside and it was at least 75 and comfortable and not cold and exactly. too hot and humid. So, you know, I was comfortable and he's out in the bay. So. I mean, I feel bad for Bill Belichick, honestly. Like, I, I feel like, you know, at some point there is a little bit of a dark cloud over his legacy, too, uh, because of Spygate. Uh, he's, you know, came out and very, you know, uh, how you would say, uh, blunt with the media at times. <laughs> a little <laughs> and, uh, bit. I think that, that's rubbed people the wrong way. But obviously a mastermind of the game. I think, obviously, credit with him is due for some of those Super Bowls. Um, but yeah, I, I don't feel like, I feel bad for Bill Belichick, man. It's weird. I usually don't, but I feel bad because I mean, this man's been quiet. He played his season. He did what he could do. What they finished seven and nine. I mean, they didn't make the playoffs. Which might have been his best coaching job, uh, considering Cam Newton. Been, I think yeah. threw two touchdown passes the whole season, or some crazy number <laughs> like that. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think you would have thrown the ball a little bit better than uh, Cam yeah. Newton. It looked like he had like a slingshot that was like. Throwing the ball straight into the ground. I don't know. His shoulder shot as hell, which is unfortunate because he was such a great player beforehand. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah, he threw eight touchdowns. Eight. Uh, in, in, did he yeah, throw eight or did he have eight total? Because I know he yeah, ran eight total. Yeah, I don't just know how throw, many. Throw Excuse me. How many did he throw? He just, he just threw eight. Threw, he threw eight. Ten okay. Yeah. Well, better than what I said, four. But still, that's a really bad number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's, yeah, it's. If we're talking about, yeah, if we're talking about guys being up to the Patrick Mahomes level, yeah, definitely Cam's not there. But that's the thing, man, is that, you know, you have a guy like Cam just didn't play well. That team just didn't have weapons, man. True. Like, but you can, you can blame Belichick for that. I mean, he is the coach and the GM. There you he go. He needs to give up some of the duties to that. But I think if we're going to look like in the grand scheme of things and grand perspective, I think that... Tom Brady needed Bill Belichick, and Bill Belichick needed Tom Brady for both of them to be where they are today. Exactly, and that's I agree with that. And, and you know, you, you take a look a little bit about 
like LeBron and Eric Spolster, right? Like LeBron won his first championship, and I'm sorry, guys, that we're doing this, but come on, we're talking greatness here. <laughs> LeBron comparison again, uh, but LeBron, you know, Eric Spolstra still went on and remained that coach and coached that Miami team up. Yeah, you know, they don't look too hot this season, but last year went into the Eastern Conference Finals after making some transactions, getting Jimmy Butler there. They have they have a culture there, you know, Beautiful and. Culture. Exactly, and then LeBron went off and won, won a ring with his new team in a new city again. But it's just such a uh, why are these why are these guys who are like man? This is uh, it's so funny. LeBron's <laughs> almost like screw your culture. Yeah, man, it's I am the culture. God, <laughs> and Tom the same. And you know, it's just it's just a beautiful thing to see that you know they they obviously don't they I think they obviously needed each other. You know, I, I'm sure Spolster learned a lot. I'm sure Bill Bill Belichick learned a lot. From Tom, respectively, obviously, and I, I'm sure that you're right though when you made that comment. So I, I would agree with that. But yeah, man, poor Bill Belichick, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm sure he's somewhere out in Nantucket on a nice yacht right now. But well, maybe it's a little cold right now. Maybe a couple more. He's probably out in Florida. He's probably in Tampa for God's sake <laughs> on a boat. <laughs> he's with some binoculars and a boat in the cut. There's a lot of boats out there, by the way, that riverfront. Man. It looks, a lot of it boats looks, out it looks pretty nice, man. I'm looking forward to. Uh, to getting some sunshine myself, um, I, I you know out here in Seattle we don't have much sun, but I am moving uh, here in a few months to uh, Phoenix, Arizona for good. So nice. okay, get, there we go, man. Some sunshine yep. out there at there the least. That's awesome, dude. That is awesome. Yeah, you will definitely and um have a lot of. Hot, I hear you have hotter summers in Florida, so good luck with that, man. But yeah, man. <laughs> sure, sure, that's what's up. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, it, it's such an incredible thing too, and you know, just to kind of uh, get into like at least the coaching thing too, like Bruce Arians, you know, reading that LA times piece was um, really interesting that he mentioned he would just give Tom days off or Tom would come and say, Hey man, can I just take a day off or, you know, take Wednesdays off, you know, or can I not throw today? And then, you know, Bruce would say, Hey, well, do you want to like mentally go through it still? Or you just want to take it off. It was cool to see like that report. It it almost reminds me like, you know, like Bill Belichick is like this Tom Thibodeau of like the, the NFL. Like you just, all right, we always got to work. Practice tomorrow. Practice mm-hmm. tomorrow. All right. You know, it's Friday. Still got to go through a walkthrough, although it's not with pads. And then like Saturday you travel and Sunday and even Gronk got in on it, man. Gronk was like, hey, can I, can I just take off? You know, or, and then. Can Bruce I just show up on game days and spike the ball? <laughs> no. And, and Aaron's was, was so cool and relaxed about it. And I think that, that created such a great culture and a vibe. And then seeing all the, the coaching staff and, and seeing some of them be you know, African-American and some of them being women, like just being so diverse. It was such an incredible team, honestly, man. Speaking of that, I know like the whole uh, fun uh, topic was uh, Bele- Eric Bellamy deserves a job, which he does. But uh, I think mm-hmm. people see need to uh, start talking about Todd Bowles deserving the head coaching job. Maybe we were focusing on the wrong coordinator there the whole entire uh, leading up to the Super Bowl. Because I, mean, I know now you're probably happy that he didn't get a head coaching job. Oh, but Tom, Todd Bowles yeah. proved himself in New York. They've been a dump dumpster fire since he's left. And now he has maybe one of the best defenses uh, in the NFL. Absolutely, man. And hopefully we can keep that a little bit intact. I mean, they drafted well last year, man. I mean, you know, they went with uh, Winfield Jr. Oh, man. Great, great, great pick right there. Uh, Knew they had to get some safeties in place because their front line has been good historically, man, over the last few seasons. You know, at some point they were ranked, you know, one and two, I believe, the last few seasons with, with Jameis Winston. But Jameis Winston liked to throw the ball back to the other team, so that didn't work out. I, I still I still believe in Jameis, by the way. There, there's going to be a time and place where Jameis wins his playoff game. I, Maybe. I, I hope so. I really hope so. I love Jameis Winston. I'm so biased with him, though. I just, for some reason, <laughs> love this guy, but I feel bad for him, too. 
did have a higher quarterback Ever. rating than any quarterback in NFL history in the playoffs. One for one with a touchdown. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, he was on the losing end. But, um, you yep. know, being being in Florida, I'm not much of an FSU guy. So uh, I was sold. I was falsely sold by FSU fans. This was a guy that's going to take us to the, the next level. And I, and I believed in them. But, uh, well, that's a different sort of different yeah, day, exactly. man. But honestly, you know, I'm just glad that um, – it was Tom this year. Me and too, he did man. It. So and congratulations was, to you and every Tampa yeah. Bay Buccaneer fan because uh, I know how good it feels. Uh, I've only felt it once when 18 I 18 years yep, later. 18 years later. And you're at an age now where you can enjoy it well. Absolutely. Yep. I, yeah, man. And I got, I got a little one that can enjoy it too. Well, he's got, he'll be able to remember it through the pictures and videos. But exactly. um, how old is he? That, it was. This will be two in May. Two in May. So, so he's going to have some good pictures and memories, but he, he's not going to remember the whole entire nuance of the season or the game. No, he's not. No, he's not. But you know what's cool, man, is that the, this, this lovely thing called YouTube, this yep. lovely thing called Twitter, pictures, smartphones. Man, that's a blessing, dude. All right, let's get into some receipts here, All George. Right. You know what? Look, listen, George. You were right. We smoked. We smoked the Chiefs. Um, so you were right about a lot, in my opinion. Thank you, thank but you. some people were wrong. Some people were wrong. For me, you know, I've been attacked all season from a lot of different angles. But we're gonna pull some receipts, man. At the end of every uh, major league sports season, here we like to pull receipts and see who were right, who was right, who was wrong. And uh, unfortunately, you know, we have fun with with us being right this time. This time we're right, so we don't have to pull our own receipts. Exactly. Here, um, you got any man you want you want to yeah, put out put but, on the board here? Sure, I'll pull I'll pull my good receipt and my bad receipt. My good receipt was picking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl before the season. So um I had them against the Ravens. That's fine. They made the playoffs, so that wasn't too bad. But I had the Buccaneers winning the season. But here is my receipt where I was totally wrong. I had Carson <laughs> Wentz winning NFL MVP this season. Mm. Yeah, that that didn't work out so mm. well. Oh man, Carson Wentz. I don't know, man. Where did you get that one from? You know, <laughs> I, I <laughs> you, you're like not wait, that what? I. Well, I didn't have a lot of hope for Philly, but because I, had, I thought the Cowboys, I had, I had Philly losing an yeah. NFC Championship game to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after oh, wow. Carson Wentz's uh, super uh, MVP MVP year. MVP year. Yeah, so that didn't work out. But my theory behind it was we when we saw a healthy Carson Wentz two years, three years ago before he tore his ACL, he was playing at an MVP level and probably was going to win the MVP. They were twelve and two. He left the year after was like a year and a half of like kind of getting his feet back wet last year at the end of his season. He started playing really, really good. I and mean, then he got hurt in the playoff game against the Seahawks. Um, so I was like, you know what? I think this is a year where he regains MVP form. And I thought it was story. I, 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 I feel like a lot of MVPs are narratives. And um, I thought we we're going to have a narrative of like Carson Wentz. He was going to win the MVP couple years ago now look at him playing let's give him the mvp award instead he got benched well isn't it ironic that like when you say that aaron Rodgers kind of had the same path mvp year lost to tom brady at home yeah in the nfc championship game i, I, so did, I just confused. got the names wrong same color jerseys too <laughs> yeah yes you could you guys you just got the, the cities wrong man you know lambo you know Philly. kind of got that wrong yeah, but, what's you know, your receipts I, I like, my man I, I, I like I like the honesty. So look, I had all good receipts, man. Um, you know, I wasn't very emotionally out there about picking the Chiefs versus Bucks. Um, but uh, on tallysite.com, we use that to track our picks. In September, I made the the Buccaneers versus Chiefs picks. They timestamp it. Ooh, 9, love it. 12. 
2020. So I, I made it. I, I got that, bro. I got it. I, I, it was on my Twitter for some weeks ago. I think after we won the game, uh, NFC Championship game, uh, I, I posted it. But yeah, I got that for myself. A, a bad receipt I have, Daryl Morey tweeted this uh, January 24th. He said, quote, I'm surprised I beat uh, I get uh, Nick Wright from FS1 mm-hmm. to this, but Tom Brady made a huge mistake winning that game, and he's alluding to the Packers game mm-hmm. and the Bucks game. When he loses to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, his legacy will be further tarnished. It is always better to lose before the Super Bowl than to get to the Super Bowl and lose. Now, I don't know if he was being sarcastic with that last sentence. But... I think he was because of the whole LeBron thing. He always makes fun of like people who <laughs> you think, know. Yeah. I think it was ironic. It, it, you know, if it was, it just was a bad receipt. And I, I'm hoping it was sarcasm at, at, at the least because, man, Daryl Moore, but, but, but I, I'm not still, sure there. But still... There was a bad receipt there. He said he was going to go to the Super Bowl and lose. That's yeah. That's so. If if he was riding the Chiefs train, uh, that's that's definitely wrong. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of guys like Nick Wright's a big Chiefs fan, man. You yep. can't knock him for. for be, I feel like he he's my equivalent right now. But I just I'm on the winning side, man. I just <laughs> yeah. Just if the Seahawks the were in the Super Bowl, I'd I'd be riding them too. Like I I don't blame people who are fans. And at the end of this day, I know a lot of sports figures and casters and podcasters and media members are like oh i try not to be a fan of the you know and uh try to be all snobby about it we watch sports because we were fans and we wanted to work in sports because we were fans growing up so just man up and say you're a fan it's fine that's why we're into sports it's not this this isn't uh politics it's not that important it is important to us but it's really in the grand scheme of life it's not that important so yeah you can be a fan and it's okay Sunday night was a good time. I'm not going to go back down that road. Uh, I'm calmed down now. I'm calmed down. I'm, I, I'm like Tom just walking out, you know, after the boat. Somebody has to carry me. I don't have much. That's to fine, though, man. This is this is your time to shine. This is this is what it's all about. This is why we get into sports. This is why we're sports fans for one moment. Look, I'm a Seattle Mariners baseball fan. I'm also a Tottenham Hotspur soccer fan. I'm wearing a jacket right now, Tottenham Hotspur, and we just lost in the FA Cup. Yeah. And 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 I'm like, I sit here, I watch these games, Mariners, for example. My whole entire life, we've never won a World Series. If we ever ever win a World Series, all the heartache, all the pain. All the suffering, all the bull that we've had to endure as Seattle Mariner fans go away in one moment. And that's why we watch sports. Isn't it like meant to be, man? It's just people, if you're hating, just it's just meant to be. It's a good thing. It's just be happy. Come on, like enjoy it. Man, I have not anything to you. I have one thing to add to this conversation, which I feel bad. I don't want to pile on Patrick Mahomes. But, you know, the whole entire, like, can Patrick Mahomes become the GOAT one day and surpass Tom Brady? Well, it's over now. He lost to Tom Brady in his Super Bowl. Unless he wins 10 Super Bowls, there's no way. Even if he ties Brady and wins seven Super Bowls, they'll be like, oh, well, he lost to Tom Brady. He lost to Tom, yeah. When Brady was 43. Yeah. I mean, not to say that Patrick. I just, you know. I I love Patrick Mahomes, but, like, the GOAT conversation. like I Yeah, I agree. I hate I told my brother this, and we say this always on my podcast. I hate the word goat. Now, like the other day, someone yeah, I, I wrote like I wrote something, and they're like, "Oh no, Rogers is a goat, and Brady is a goat." I'm like, "Goat means greatest of all time. You can't both be the greatest of all time. There's not like multiple goats. <laughs> like we can't just throw the word goat around." And or I think it was Chase right. Young versus Brady in round one. They're like, "Goat versus mini goat." Chase Young, like Chase Young is a goat now. Chase Young. You're yeah, telling Chase Young is a goat. I agree. Like, we can't throw the word goat around anymore. Please stop it. If someone becomes a goat, like, give them the goat name. But we can't just throw the word goat around like it means nothing. I agree. I agree. 
Well, man, this has been great. Uh, any shout-outs you have here, man? You want to shout out your brother? Yeah. Shout out to Sammy. I'll yeah. shout him out. All right, yeah. <laughs> Sammy, man, Sa Sammy is also a huge, huge Tom Brady fan, by the way. He's But he's a bigger LeBron fan than me, but we're both huge LeBron fans. So that's Sammy on tap. And you can listen to our podcast. Just look, You can look us up on Twitter. That's the easiest way we post it there. It's at PodThat on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? Uh, so you got you got me with Tom, and then when LeBron you know goes and does his thing in the summer, then I guess we'll have Sammy on to, to split split the duties. How about and I, that? Yeah, I love Tell them, and and, and we'll, yeah. we'll definitely have you guys on our pod here soon as well. Once uh you know we get a little get a little bit down the line in the NBA season here. Yeah, man. We're yeah we're excited. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, absolutely. And if, if you guys are listening to this, you know, uh, obviously follow us on Instagram at Baseline Times and Twitter. Uh, you guys uh, will be able to see George's um. Uh, credentials there as well so you can find him follow him really quickly sports on tap the sports on tap.com is uh yep. where you guys are home the home base there so yeah man you got some great content man. I, you, I, man I don't look i'm not just blowing smoke up your ass because you're on my podcast i tell people I, look you can look at my history list of guests and look you guys are great man so I, i'm, I'm gonna go hey, ahead man, and share i really appreciate it man we're we're working hard out here trying to you know uh we could do all do something. Yeah, we can eat. And uh, I, man, my, that, I, as you see on my Instagram, that hookah habit, someone got to pay for it. <laughs> oh, man. All right, George. Well, it's been a pleasure, man. And once again, uh, George on tap on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Yes, sir.